I'm very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux, our Queen of Coaching, with our product special of the week. Jesse, tell us about the new product that you have for us. So, so many contestants are worried about that hourly coaching schedule. You have to pay your coaches every single hour that you're with them, and it really can create a barrier between coach and contestant. So we've created this amazing component of our VIP membership group, and it's called Virtual Coaching. It's the VC membership. And what that means is you can submit unlimited questions, paperwork reviews, headshot critiques, wardrobe suggestions, um, any photos like that, any questions like that through our dashboard and have a response within 24 hours. And it's all that for just $19 a month. That's crazy. Okay. So when a girl, let's say signs up, walk us through the process, they go to the sales page, they click buy, they fill in their information. And then what happens? So they get an automated email from me, Jesse, the queen of coaching for the pageant planet, which gives them their login credentials, their username and their password. They can log in and it gives them access to what we call our dashboard. It is this magical page of unicorn goodness of (laughs) all sorts of ways to ask questions. So you can, like I said, you can submit your paperwork in one place. You can submit your headshots, submit your wardrobe, uh, and then submit general pageant questions about your platform, about your plan, et cetera, that might be on your mind. And then you will receive an email within 24 hours from one of our certified coaches. Okay. Now we know evening gown and interview are obviously two major phases of competition in just about every pageant on the planet. So I have a, I'm thinking about wearing this evening gown. I go into the portal and I upload that photo and then I put like what my age division is, what system I'm competing in. Is that kind of how it works? That's totally how it works. And we have lifelines to every single system on the planet or else it wouldn't be called the pageant planet. So if you are in an obscure system or maybe you're in a system that is one of the most famous in the world, we have experts either within our coaching staff or within our community that we can tap into to bring you the best possible advice for that system for your age group. Awesome. All right. Well, how do they find out about it? Is there a guarantee, money back guarantee, all that good stuff? For sure. So you can visit um, to learn more about this special or purchase this special by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash podcast. Always um, our products can be found there. And there is, again, as always, a money back guarantee within your first 30 days. We We like to say we guarantee satisfaction and we want you to make sure that you have that risk-free guarantee confidence when you work with us and and we feel great about our services. So we would love to have you as a part of our our membership. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hey everyone, welcome to the call. Today, Jesse, our queen of coaching and myself, we are going to discuss how to filter out different opinions. So Jesse, set the stage for us. So pageantry is probably one of the most subjective forms of competition ever, right? You have your judging panel, could be any combination of people. They have different occupations, backgrounds, personal preferences. That's why we always hear the phrase, different judges, different day, um, because we are all blessed with the ability to have our own opinions. So that's a great thing. Um, And with that, Everyone in the audience also does. Everyone in your family has opinions. Everyone a part of your pageant system have opinions. So you are going to get advice and feedback from every angle. And I always encourage our VIP members to seek out that advice. You want as much 
feedback as possible. But this podcast today is all about how to sift through all of that to really find what you can take and use and what's valuable. Yeah, I guess even just the word beauty. I mean, take the beauty on a global scale Mm -hmm. or throughout different time eras. It looks so different in every different culture and in every different time area. So yeah, since we are in the beauty pageant industry, (laughs) the opinions are going to um, vary widely as to what looks good and what is indeed beautiful. So give us the different categories of people whom the contestants are going to receive both negative and positive opinions from. Well, I think the first one to take into consideration is your family, because that's who you're doing your pageant prep with before you win a title at all. It's shopping with maybe your mom or your dad or your siblings when you're trying to try on different outfits, what works, what doesn't work. It's the first uh, avenue that you're going to have feedback from, and, and they know you best, so they want the best for you. Uh, When you win a local or a state or a national title, you then have a director who's going to have their own opinions and ideas. And that's a little more challenging, right? Because they don't know you the way your family knows you. So they have to really figure out who the heck you are to be able to work with you. Um, Or they have their impressions of what they want you to be like. So we have to figure out how to determine which is which there. And then lastly, coaches. You're going to work with the coach. That's a great step towards your pageant success. But you also have to understand they are going to have opinions as well. Most of them, uh, I shouldn't say most, many of them will be great suggestions. Um, Some of them you may not agree with. So how do we find that common ground? So parents, directors, coaches, and then, of course, anyone in the audience, the peanut gallery of pageant viewers, we are all part of it. I love being part of it. Uh, but I mean, goodness, don't you, don't, I'm sure everyone out there has seen a contestant say, you know what, I don't love that color on her. Oh, oh my gosh, I wish she would have chosen a different dress. It might have been a different crowning experience for her. We all have those opinions and we may or may not be able to share them with that person. So those are the four different categories, I would say, of people providing opinions. Yeah, and we see it every day when we post our hit or miss or oh, our pageant gosh. interview question of the day. Yeah, so we see opinions as far and as long as the day is. So how does the contestant on the other side, especially if she is a newbie, mm-hmm. how does she sift through the the opinions that are valuable and those that are just should be just disregarded? I wish I knew this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because... I can look back and see so many choices I made because I was influenced by someone. So if you are new to the industry, I would say you need to sit down and develop your brand. You always hear that. I mean, brand is such a buzzword right now. Who are you on the inside? How is that going to match your pageant appearance? And then as you're getting feedback, if someone says, well, you need to wear something more sparkly. Okay, but your brand is sophisticated, elegant, timeless. Okay, maybe we can do slight beating somewhere. So you can take that feedback and be able to adjust it based on that brand. Or they could say, wow, you need to be in hot pink. And you're like, I am not a hot pink girl or, or guy. And it's just not the avenue I want to take. If it doesn't serve that brand that you have made for yourself, I would say, like, put it in your pocket, save it for a rainy day to consider or talk through with someone that you trust, your coach, your family, your director, et cetera. But always be able to tie it back to you. And it's so important that when you start to compete or right after you win that title, you have what I call a brand meeting with those key stakeholders in your life. 
and you talk through, here's what's important to me as a title holder this year. Here's what I want out of this year. And here's who I am. And then if people try to push their own agendas or their own opinions on you, you can go back and say, no, I really appreciate that feedback. It really doesn't suit my goals for this year, but I'll keep it in mind for the future. Um, so that's a really quick and easy way. Develop who you are and stick to it. Yeah, as the old saying goes, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. For sure. And you, ha- you have to have that anchor in your life, that compass that says this is the direction we're heading. I mean, I know in the pageant planet, that's how we filter out what air- ideas we're going to pursue versus what ideas we're going to put on the shelf. Like, Does it help girls succeed in pageantry? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, then we say, great, we'll put it in the hopper and either work on it um, like now or a few weeks or in a few years. If it doesn't, then it's filtered out and it's put on the shelf. Um, it doesn't mean that that idea is wrong. It's just wrong for the idea or the direction that we're heading mm-hmm. as a company. And you're right. If girls don't have that for themselves, it can be a very just confusing world out there mm-hmm. because everybody has so many different types of opinions. Um, so yeah, going back ultimately to the brand, I couldn't just agree more. And we, we have a few podcasts on like yes. how to set your, your brand. Mm-hmm. So I encourage everyone to go back and, and look at those. I don't remember what the titles of them are, but I know that we talk about that quite frequently. And I think, I think you have to have your antennas up. So if you are considering a couple different coaches and you're doing your research, cause you should do your research on anyone that you're considering taking the opinion of, say they have five girls and they all look similar or they're styled similarly. It's very hard for me to believe that those five girls are the same on the inside. So if you can look at someone and say, oh, that's a so-and-so girl, is that really a good thing? Because a coach's job or a director's job or, I mean, I'm going to put your parents in that quality because they know and love you anyway, but their job is to see the best in you because you are not going to be the same as the person next to you. And you don't want to be. That's the whole dealio with pageantry is you need to stand out. That is the entire point. You need to be memorable. So is that coach or director taking what they like? And that's very natural, right? We, we like what we like and we think that works. Or are they truly seeing your strengths and able to work with them? So they might be able to suggest some things that you can use and adjust to your goals and strategies. But to be a carbon copy is a huge negative. I mean, take that into consideration, do your research and remember how valuable you are and how unique you are and stick to that. I mean, that I can't say it enough. Got it. What are some of the strategies that these individuals use to sway the girls towards their opinion and specifically the ideas that is not meshing with the girl? Because as a side note, I find that when someone gives me good advice, they don't need to back it up with persuasion. Mm-hmm. They just give me the advice and they go about their merry way. They could care less whether I implement it or sure. not. Um, but the people who give me advice that doesn't necessarily mesh with me, it's followed up by a sales pitch of some sort as to why I should implement mm-hmm. it. So let's talk a little bit about the strategies that these individuals implement to get the girl to implement whatever their idea is. Well, I I can think of three right off the bat. The first is fear and it's the, 
well, you can't wear that. That'll never win. Or so I think we can talk about, gosh, 2012, everyone was doing full sparkle gowns. And then 2013, we started to see more simple gowns. And people kept saying like, well, simple gowns are never going to win. It's a big stage with a lot of lights. And you're like, well, my simple gown is me and it's my brand and it's edgy to me and no one does simple. So that's why I liked it. And no one said that to me. I'm just using that as an example because I've heard other people say things like that. So fear, that's never going to work. They try to talk you out of what speaks to you versus saying, okay, this is the positive of this choice. Here's why I think it might need improvement and here's what we can do. They're not solution-based. They are their way or the highway and they try to talk you out of it by saying, nope, it'll never work. can't be done. Yep. Yeah. And I, I had that too when I started the Patchet Planet. I mean, people would tell me I was an idiot for doing it. Like, you're not going to make any money. I think you're wasting your time. You should be doing X. They had their different ideas of what I should do. Um, so it's not uncommon. And it's it's great. You learn in pageantry, you can apply it to all other aspects of your mm-hmm. life. So yeah, fear, fear of loss or fear of um, you don't follow my opinion. You're not going to get the result you ultimately want. Mm-hmm. The second uh, that I can think of is instilling doubt. So they might allow you to go with your decisions or if you've made your decision and that's it. And I think that's a different conversation to have. But if they say, well, are you sure you want to do it this way? Or they just are constantly questioning your decisions or your be all end all instead of just saying, okay, this is our best. We're going to make it work. Um, so if they're always questioning, you love this style or you think this is the right path and you're going with it and they just, they're never seem to be fully on board with what you want. Yeah. I noticed that a lot in family mm-hmm. for what, especially parents. I mean, my mom, I mean, God love her. She loves me and she's amazing, but she still will, when I'm going, I'm flying someplace when I'm with her. Last time she said, did you take your license? I'm like, yeah, mom, I fly like, you realize I fly like three or four <laughs> times a month. Like I, yeah, I took, I remember to take my license. <laughs> so it, they always still see you as that little, as their, as their child. And um, so the people that are closest to you oftentimes instill that doubt because they saw you when you picked your nose and ate it or mm-hmm. <laughs> when you played with Barbies, whatever. Right. So they're just not sure if you're up to making that big of a decision. Totally. And I completely agree. And I think much of it, um, is people that are not confrontational. They're not prepared mentally to say, I don't like this decision and here's why. They just want to kind of show that they're not 100% buying into what you have decided. And again, it's mostly people that love you and care for you, but it can be people that want to undermine that, Um, which leads me to the third is something you've kind of already tipped us off to, Stephen, is people think that they're an expert or they say, you know, I've coached the last five blanks and, you know, that's what works. Or they try to just instill their authority because that they consider themselves to be an expert. Yeah. An expert is such a, again, buzzword. Somebody claims themselves an expert and they have zero experience. They just started a blog yesterday or they finished fifth runner up in nowhere, Ohio pageant. And all of a sudden they're like America's next expert because they called something while sitting on their couch that they saw happening in Vegas at a national pageant. Um, so it is such a, a, one of those, these words, right? And like, who is actually an expert? Mm -hmm. What is an expert? Exactly. Because what worked for the girls that that particular coach or whomever did 
it worked for that panel of judges. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a completely separate panel of judges. And as we already alluded to, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And those opinions vary wildly. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Now we have that. When an idea, just for me, I always feel like when someone suggests something and it's almost like a jacket that I try on and it just doesn't fit for whatever reason. It feels awkward. It feels weird. It doesn't feel right. I always get a feeling in my body when I know that it's not a direction that I should particularly go. Mm-hmm. When a girl feels this, or even I know we have guys listening, how do they have that difficult discussion with the people whom they just in essence they don't want to take their advice but that person keeps projecting their opinions on that particular contestant how do you even start that hard conversation it is such an uncomfortable conversation isn't it oh my goodness so it's one of those things where again you have to go back to the brand so i find when people are insistent upon giving feedback and opinions that are just not meshing with you Use that brand as your excuse. You can say, you know, one of my words is sophistication, and I feel like this gown is way too playful to fit that mold, and that's where my comfort level is because that's who I'm committed to showing on stage. So being able to not just say no, but giving no with the reason. And we can take that one step further. Maybe they'll say, you know, but I really think that's sophisticated. And like, because you have those people too, right? They'll just argue with every single thing that you say. Say, you know what? There's just not a feeling I I just, I'm not fully bought into it yet. And that's a difficult conversation. A lot of pageant contestants are learning who they are and they're, I mean, especially for, think about how many kids or young teens are trying things on and they're, they're having all these opinions, especially if you're, if your parents are purchasing your outfits and they love a gown and you just don't feel right in the gown, it's difficult to say no to them, isn't it? Because they're the ones that are ultimately making the investment, but you have to say, and that's why that initial brand meeting is so important with people that will be shopping with you or will be spending significant time with you so that you can always point and say, I just don't feel like this is consistent with what we're going for. And I would really appreciate you trusting me on it. Because at the end of the day, you have to mm. wear it. You have to be the one representing it. So it was such a shame to see that compromised. Yeah. And if if you've ever been to Atlanta Market or a warehouse for one of these major manufacturers, you just see the thousands of dresses that they have. I mean, if you're in Iowa, maybe you're at a dress shop, they're a small one, and you see five or eight different dresses, you might think not think that you have that many options. There are thousands and thousands of different dresses for you to find your perfect gown. Um, additional to that, it, to your point about going back to the brand, what I like about that is that you're not telling your director or your coach or your mom that he or she is wrong. You're taking the energy away from them Mm -hmm. and you're in essence pointing at the piece of paper. You remember before we went shopping, this is what we said, like sophisticated. And then you're pointing around them at the dress saying, I just don't feel like this is sophisticated to me. And if I walk out on stage, I would only be doing it because you're really pushing for Mm -hmm. it. Not because I really like it. Exactly. And it's not, and I don't feel like it's going to translate. Mm -hmm. So I'm open to coming back to this after we've tried all of our after we've exhausted all of our options. But you know, do we mind if we continue shopping? One other dirty little secret that I have: if you've 
scandalous. Totally scandalous. <laughs> if you have one person that you know opinion carries weight in a group, so say your director is the one pushing you in a direction that's not authentic to you, but you have your parent who's financing the gown wants to go with you on that shopping trip, have a conversation with your parent and say, here's my safe word. If I do not want to do something and I don't want to get into confrontation, I'm going to say the word elegant. And that's your cue to agree with me. And that can be either way. And that way you have someone that you trust that wants what's best for you. That's willing to help you through that situation. So if it's just not right, have them have your back on it so you don't get steamrolled because that's the worst, isn't it? When you have two people yeah. that are buying into something and you just are not. But if you have someone that you trust that has your best interest in mind, team up with them. Have them help guide you so that it can be more than just your, you can have reinforcement. You can have that kind of support behind you. Yeah. And if you've ever been in a situation and you're listening to this and you thought, and you have that sense of regret that you gave in to your director's opinion or your coach's opinion, it's totally okay. Because honestly, regardless of what age you are, you're learning how to trust yourself and your own opinion despite everybody else. Um, it's been my experience in life that most, like so many times, the majority is wrong in my life. Mm -hmm. So if the majority says, Stephen, you should really consider doing this, that's the last thing I consider. But that's just been because that's what it's proven in my life for the, the path I've chosen. And for you, if you're, let's say you're 17, your pageant director is 40 or 50, there's still that authoritative thing that you're working out within yourself. Mm -hmm. So if it is hard for you or if it is unnatural to stick up for yourself, I just want to encourage you that it's totally natural. I know when I had my first company when I was... Um, when I was in my 20s, early 20s, that people that were older than me who worked for me, I had a tendency to succumb to their opinion because of that authoritative thing. And I had to shift that aspect in my mind. And as Jesse said, and to bring it back in context, point to the brand and say, what's my ultimate goal? So be patient with yourself. I love that about having that safety net, Jesse bringing someone in your corner who, when you say elegant or whatever that word is, <laughs> maybe it's pageant planet. <laughs> pageant planet. Would pageant hey, planet call this a hit or a miss? <laughs> yeah, that's my buzz. That's my sentence. That is my sentence. Would pageant planet call this a hit or a miss? Uh, and then the people know to rescue you. But, you know, again, ultimately this life is a learning curve and you're learning to be the best version of yourself mm -hmm. and, you know, our hope is that this podcast helped to get you one step closer. Yeah. And in, in summary with that, Stephen, I just want to say, well, first an anecdote and then in summary, after writing how many, like 350 hit or miss articles, which is a true story. I've written that many in my pageant planet lifetime. I don't know if I ever wrote a review where it was a hundred percent hit or a hundred percent miss. And that just speaks to how subjective this industry is. So it is okay to have different opinions based on what experts or coaches or parents might say, because this is the name of the game. But, and that's why it's so important. Just be true to your authentic brand so that you don't have to look at a picture 10 years from now and say, Oh my gosh, like, I hated that. I never wanted it to begin with. And look what happened. So that's just one thing to consider. So I've never, and that's, have you ever seen one that was 100% washed both ways? 
a hundred percent washed both ways, meaning like it was equal hit no, it and was miss? either. Like there was there was never a negative or never a you positive. Know? There was like I can I've seen hideous gowns going like, Oh my god, that's gonna be terrible and then people are thinking like I got a couple hits or I think gowns are dynamite. I'm like, there's no way anyone gets a hit to the or miss to this. And of course, needless to say, I'm always wrong. And that's just how subjective it is. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like in the comment section of social media or the voting mechanism at the end of the article. Yeah, totally. It's like, how in the world could you think that that was a miss? But yeah, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. So in, in summary, Work with your with your your squad, your tribe, your team, whatever you want to call those people that you have to work with all year, and sit down and develop that brand. And just a little snippet, and you can go back and listen to this podcast about developing your brand. Three words that describe you, and two words for a style profile. Five words is all it takes to build that brand. Stay true to it. Stay authentic to you. And your presentation and it can be so difficult to have those conversations but it's incredibly important and filter out that feedback the best way it suits you i think the only time that really can get challenging is when we're talking about kids because kids are drawn to things that may not read well on stage and it's a difficult conversation because you want them to feel confident and happy in what they're wearing so it's a that's a whole nother conversation in itself but weed out that Weed out the feedback. Make sure that the person that's giving you feedback is seeing who you are first and foremost. They're not processing out cookie cutters of all their clients. They're not creating a mold that they want to put you in. You are, they're helping you bring out the best version of you and that's what's most important. That's great. And let's say that somebody doesn't have that person in their life or they're wanting to get your feedback um, to balance out the feedback that they've been given, whether it be on their wardrobe or paperwork, et cetera, how can they work with you specifically? Yeah, of course. And and that said, you guys, we are not saying that I am the expert. We are saying that I prefer to brand and that's what I do because we always talked about today, experts are experts as long as they say they are, right? Um, so you can learn more about how to work with our coaching staff here at the Pageant Planet by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. And if you just need that 20 minutes to talk through that brand, to just hear somebody else process it for you. I mean, we have that option for you. If you want that handholding experience where you want us to be able to send us wardrobe and say, is this consistent with our brand and checking in with that to make sure that you're authentic or make me the bad guy for goodness sake, if that's what you want to do, I'll stand by your brand as long as the day or as long as the day, what's the, what's the phrase, Steven? Um, as, as the day is long, I'll be honest as the day day is long. long, Yep. Okay. I'll be true to your brand as (laughs) shoot. I can't do it. You'll fall on the sword for your brand. Something like that. I let me be the bad guy if you, if you need it. So anyway, whatever the phrase is, we'll figure it out. I'll have it for you next time. Anyway, so pageantplanet.com backslash code backslash coaching, and we can work through your brand. We can talk through all of the feedback you've received and really find something that you can go on stage for your pageant and feel proud of. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.